everybody, welcome to Drive Through Review 578. Today we're going to take a look at Ethnos. This is a new game from a cool mini or not. It is the or not part. It is, uh, it's, there's no minis in here. It's sort of a medium to light a Euro game. Uh, plays two to six players. Now I've not played it with five and six, but I have played with two, three, and four. Uh, and it is sort of a mashup, if you can't tell from the subtitle of the video, of Ticket to Ride and Small World. So it's got a lot of card drawing, card drafting, so to speak, and then you're building uh, these sets of creatures and areas in different ways to play uh, and put out uh, little tokens to take control of different areas and then you're also kind of using the race's special ability you'll like pick a leader when you play the cards activate their special ability and you'll shuffle all those leaders up and uh, use six of the races uh, in each game so it's gonna be very very different uh, each time you play uh, but let's take a look at the mechanics of the game and then I will tell you what I think of it okay here you can see uh, most of the components in the game I've just got tokens out here for four players uh, they all are the same they just come in the different colors and you can see they've got this cool little design on there and they make them very easy to stack and what you're going to be doing is stacking them out here on different areas of the board and trying to get control of these different areas and score them over three rounds or three ages and you can see on the board there we have some different uh, scoring tokens which i'll explain in a minute now the main part of the game here is you can see we've got these 12 uh, cards that match up with different races so we've got dwarves merfolk orcs giants and so on a lot of your fantasy tropes there so you're going to shuffle this deck up and then draw six cards and so each of these matches a set of cards here so if we drew the elves as one of the cards there we take all the elf cards which i've got here you can see the different colors uh, but they all have the same special ability i'll shuffle those in maybe with the halflings and shuffle all those together and shuffle those in with the merfolk and so on now some of the races like the merfolk is a good example will make use of some of these other tokens and boards and things so if the merfolk is in play uh, there's special rules for them each player will put a token here on the zero track and then through the merfolk special ability you'll be moving up here and it'll be triggering special actions when you hit these little spots there and it has its own scoring uh, each round uh, forever who, whoever's furthest up and this works basically the same as the board so i'll kind of explain it here you can see this is the four to six player side of the board there's also the two to three player side and so at the end of the first round whoever is furthest up will get a point whoever is uh, next up will get two points and then the second place player will get one point and then in the third round first place will get four points second place will get two and third place will get one if you are uh, tied then you'll divide it up uh, evenly now there's some other tokens here for some of the other races uh, but most of the time you're going to be scoring what's going on here uh, on the board like so and so what's going to happen is players will start the game off with a card in their hand and then we'll have a display of cards i'll just set some out kind of randomly here so we've got some elves maybe that are out here of different colors a couple of halflings and maybe some giants and the number of cards that are going to be on display here is going to change uh, based on the number of players and this is a, a row of cards where you'll be drafting and there'll be a stack of cards here off to the left uh, of all the cards that are left now you're also going to shuffle in to the bottom half of this deck you'll split that deck in half and then randomly shuffle in three dragon cards so as you go through the deck and you're drawing cards somebody's going to pull a dragon you'll just set that aside and draw a new card to replace it and then once that third dragon is pulled, then that's gonna immediately uh, end the round, and then you're going to scoring the different areas here. 
Now let's just talk about scoring first and I'll talk about uh, what you do on your turn. So similar to what I showed you on the Merfolk board, you're going to score it differently in the first, second, and third rounds. Now, you can see these uh, chits here are randomized, and so you're just going to randomly shuffle them up and then draw three at a time, and then order them in lowest to highest. So in this case, we do 4, 8, 10, but this one is not so nice. We did 0, 2, 2. Or you can even have, just for fun, let's say we did a really crazy one. This would be actually a more interesting, because in the first round, the winner is going to score zero points here. In the second round, they're going to score two points. Second place will score zero. And then in the third round, finally, then there's going to be a big fat whopper of 10 points, two for second, and then zero for third. So that's how you're going to score every single round. And that's really the main way that you're going to score, but you're also going to score uh, according to this little table here, based on the sets of cards that you've played over the course of the round. So let's talk about how a turn works. Now at the start of each round, you're going to have one card in your hand to start. And on your turn, you basically do one of two things. You can either draw a card from the face up display here, or even from the top of the deck face down, or you can play a set of cards. So draw a card or play cards. Well, here I've got a troll. And there's two kinds of sets that I'm trying to make. You might make a set based on the race. So I might be trying to grab some trolls. So there's like a couple of trolls down here. Now, if nobody else had grabbed them, maybe over the course of a few turns, I start to collect some trolls, and then I could play the set of trolls. Or maybe I was trying to uh, do it based on the color here. So you can see I've got a purple troll there, and then maybe two purple halflings, and I can play a set of purples. And so what's gonna happen when you do that, is let's, let's take this case here where I've got a troll and then two halflings here. And I play this set. Now I'm gonna choose one of the cards in the set, no matter which way I decide to build the set. I'm gonna put the card on top. I'm gonna do that special ability, and that's gonna be powered up by the number of cards that I played. So in this case, I played three cards. And so this says, take an unclaimed troll token with a value up to X. And so this, in that case, the value X would be three. We'd put that set face down in front of us, and then I would take the highest one that I could, the three, if the three was already gone, then I would take the two and so on. So this will actually help us break ties. And these tokens are only in play, like I said, if you're actually using the trolls. If not, you can just put them back in the box. And just as another example, let's say I wanted to play these dwarf cards. You can see these are all different colors, but they're all the dwarf. And so that's the other kind of set I can build. I'll play this. And you can see this is of size four, but the dwarf has an interesting ability. It says this band counts as X plus one for the end of age scoring. Because remember I said these card sets that you play, you're actually going to score those according to this table here, which I'll show you, as well as your influence here on the different areas. So this is actually going to count as a size five because it's a dwarf leader. So I play that down. Now, in either case, you're going to look at the top card. So this is the troll and the dwarf here, and you're going to look at the color. The colors match in name and also the color, these different areas on the board. So I played this blue one here. You can see it's called Stratton, or maybe with this uh, purple one here, this is called Duras. And then what you're going to do is you're going to count the number of cards and then look at that area. So let's look at here Duras, and I played uh, three of these in that case. So because the leader, my top card, whose special ability I used, matches this area, I'm going to put a token out in that spot, and that's how you start to get influence. However, there's a rule here that you can only add to uh, your influence in a spot if you play more cards than you have pieces there. So I played three in this case, uh, so let's say I already had one there, then I could add a second one. But let's say I already had three here. 
and then I played this one here. Well, it's only size three, so I wouldn't actually be able to add a token there because you need more cards than you have pieces there. You still might want to play a set maybe for its special ability or something, it's just you can't actually add a piece. So you're trying to kind of balance uh, building a big set here and you know to make a cool special ability but also then trying to think about what are the different areas you want to go to so there's kind of a balance between playing large sets which is going to give you points which i'll explain in a minute versus these abilities which might give you some points in different ways and then those all those cards do the same thing and then you're also trying to get uh you know influence here out onto the board and you just simply at the end of the round after the, again that third dragon has been pulled you count out the influence who has the most influence, you know, scores differently based on the round. Now, if we look here at the uh, little chart here, you're gonna score points again for the size of your sets. So if you wanted, you could just play a single card, no big deal, just to kind of get uh, some early influence out there. There's no reason you can't do that. And But if you have a set of cards, again, you're gonna set these sets aside and count them at the end. Uh, you're not gonna get any points for a size one. But if you played a size six at the at the end of the round, you're gonna get 15 points there. And then remember the example of the dwarves that I showed you here, these are X plus one. So this is four cards, but it's gonna count as five there. So you're gonna get 10 points for that. So you're gonna get a lot of points theoretically, uh, you know, with the size of sets that you played. And then as the game goes around, uh, these are gonna be worth more and more, unless you get some of these funky regions where they're not worth a lot. Uh, and there's other different uh, special abilities. So like if you're playing the Merfolk cards, it's gonna allow you to move your token up this track. And again, you're gonna score like this. But every time you hit one of these, you'll be able to put a token out anywhere that you want. Uh, so this track is kind of doubly important in that way. Uh, the other thing here is you might play a large group of giants. You kind of take this, think of it like Longest Road in Catan. I'll take this, you get two points for taking it. Uh, you can even take it from yourself. So if I played like three giants, I'll take it. If I played four giants, I'd move it to that group. I'd score two points. And then whoever has it at the end of the round gets two, four, six, and so on. Uh, and there's some other different special abilities here, like the elves. When you play a stack of these, let's say I played three elves, you may keep uh, up to X cards in your hand. So you can actually keep three. Because the one thing that I have not mentioned is, is that when you play your set of cards, you must then discard all of those cards back into this face-up display. So you're trying to build sets, build sets, but invariably you're gonna have some cards left over that aren't gonna match whatever set you're trying to build. And so you have to dump those uh, out into the face-up display here. Now the way the pace of the game ends up going is players will kind of pull cards, some players will play cards, some players will keep pulling cards to build bigger sets. Uh, and after a while, these are all gonna kind of disappear. Uh, it's various points in the game. And so then if you're not ready to play, you might just start pulling off of the top, but you're pulling blindly. So you don't really know that it's gonna match what you want. Maybe it's better to pull blindly to start and then go around, but maybe the cards you want will be gone by the time it gets back to you. So as this depletes and then players play cards, they're naturally gonna start seeding this back in because they're probably gonna have cards left over um, you know, that they couldn't, you know, group into a giant set there. So this is kind of kind of fluctuate through the course of the round that way. But again, if you're playing with the elves, for example, this isn't going to fluctuate as much because you're going to have a lot of people keeping uh, extra cards, at least theoretically. But that's the gist of the game. You either take a card or you play a set of cards and you kind of do whatever the effect of the leader is and try to get influence here, as well as build a big set of cards to score a lot of points there. And then sometimes again, you'll have these other ways of getting points throughout the round based on which uh, 
you know, races are in play. Okay, so that is Ethnos, and this was a very nice surprise of a game. I really didn't think too much of it. You know, it's a quick, what's the box say, 45 to 60 minutes? Certainly uh, correct. Once I think you've played it, I would say just once, um, then you can certainly get this done in an hour or less. Like I said, I haven't played five and six players, uh, but certainly with two, three, and four, you get it under an hour right up to about an hour. Uh, the player count is interesting. I will say it's better with four than it is with three and two. Although it was pretty fun with two, it's just a little bit static, kind of zero sum. It's like you're taking this spot, I'm taking this, and you kind of just bounce back and forth. The dynamics of the area control aren't really there, but it's kind of interesting with the different special abilities because you might just, uh, you might go to build bigger sets and, and you'd be able to probably do that a little bit easier because, uh, you know, there's just like less people choosing all the same cards as you. So again, that zero sum thing kind of comes into play. Uh, so it's, I would say it's serviceable with two and then it certainly gets better once you add the extra dynamics of people, you know, multiple choos people choosing what you want to do. Um, but again, it's pretty quick. Uh, you can see it's very simple. You take a card or play a card. It's got the whole Ticket to Ride thing and you're building sets similar to Ticket to Ride. And then the Small World thing kind of comes in where you're kind of, uh, you know, you're kind of like using these different races and then getting rid of some. So there's, it, it feels like Ticket to Ride because there's a lot of different races and special abilities, although the special abilities are much more straightforward here. Um, you know, so you're kind of using these guys to go out and just like, you know, maybe colonize a little bit and then they go away and then you might use a different race on your next turn, maybe the elves this time and then the giants. And you're kind of balancing that desire to have area control on the board versus again, score the big sets, use the special ability. So the cards are simple in what they do, but the choice that you have, <clears throat> excuse me, is very interesting because you're, they kind of multi-purpose in a way. So I think this is a good, I would say, kind of like your next step game or even a gateway game probably um, because it's so simple in the core mechanics, uh, but it is interesting. Now, the one thing that is sort of weird that I've seen is, oh, I talked about this in the walkthrough, the kind of flow of the amount of available cards and then there won't be any available cards to choose from. So then you have a couple of rounds of like everybody just, you know, drawing the top of the deck. Uh, so that's kind of weird, but the game doesn't really take that long. <clears throat> and so it's like, okay, that's that's not fun. I'm just drawing top, top of the card. But at that point in the round, it's usually pretty interesting because you're kind of getting down to, you know, a little ways to the deck. Maybe you haven't seen a dragon yet. Maybe you've seen one dragon at this point. And so you can try to like pull to sort of end the game or end the round and or then you're, you're pulling but you're really scared that the round's going to end because you really just i want to have this one extra card because i want to play this for the ability but i'd also like to get out another marker so the pacing and the timing of when that ends uh you know gets a little sort of nerve-wracking i would say uh, so that's also very very interesting how that works out uh, so I would definitely uh, take a look at this. I think the components are, are nice. I like the little plastic bits and everything's really clear. Um, so yeah, I think this is, if you're looking for kind of a gateway level, maybe a next step kind of thing that has a good chunk of replayability because like there's 12 races, you could use six and then use the other six in your next game and you'd have pretty different games for sure. And then of course you can mix all of that, uh, you know, as you play along. So I would definitely uh, give this one a look. Thanks.